Hello and welcome back to Bad at Love Podcast. You heard that correct. It's actually Bad at Love. We, we said it right. I said it right. That's, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> they wouldn't know this joke. So there you and go. They will know the joke because you you have another podcast, Tamu. And I love I it. I do have another podcast. I do. So if you want to get on the in, inside joke, let's, let's podcast. It's called When the Bill Comes Due, and it's myself and my friend Aaron and our old asses trying to come to terms with the way that life works today and the fact that, like, a lot of the things that we were taught to be okay are not. And so we are coming to terms with those things one situation at a time. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. It's been eye-opening for me, and I think that there's a great dynamic because you and Aaron have very different views and where you're coming at from things because of how you grew up, how he grew up, different states, different state of minds, literally. So I think that it's it's a really good idea that you guys put together. So I highly recommend that everybody well, check it out. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And on that podcast one time, since I hate doing introductions, as Mallory knows, <laughs> but because of the situation that we're in, I do the introductions <laughs> on that show. And I think either we had talked or something. I think we had prior talked. Prior to me starting to record. <laughs> and so I just said, bad at love. And let me just tell you, it's not the first time I've done that. So <laughs> that time... He caught it the second time. He didn't catch it, and I caught it on edit. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I did it again. <laughs> so there's one episode where I don't do an intro because I don't have one. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's so funny. I love yeah. it. But it's because yes. you get into habits mm -hmm. of it. How? So we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. This is our third year, isn't it? Is this three or four? Yeah. I think it's I, it, I think it's technically four, but it's our great. third it's year great. was us being like, we'll do something. And then like 2020 was fucked up. So we kind of. Yes, swept it under we the had door. a very difficult time with within 2020 and we decided to stop recording, I think, in September for our own sanity. Yeah, we can get into how we're doing, I suppose. I think that would be good because it was. Sure. There was just a lot happening and just. Ever, we're still in a pandemic and I'm, I'm kind of, I, I still feel wild about it. Like in my brain, like back then it was like, I feel like at least everybody knows, but there's just some people who are rebelling right now. I'm like, we're still in it. Why are people acting like we aren't? So it's weird. Because they're fucking idiots. Okay, but aside like, from that, how are you doing? Family, friends, everybody has survived so far. Yes. So we are doing okay. Everybody that I know of as close group friends, we're vaccinated. Some of us have continued to wear masks on the outside. Some of us have not due to recent events within Israel. Some of those people who are not wearing masks have said, Maybe we should start wearing masks again, just because the Delta variant is having like, and I should say, when I say the Delta variant, there are like like five at this point, probably. <laughs> There's a lot. So I think that they are, ours that's in the States that's moving around is different probably from the one that's in Israel. 
But Minnesota is this very interesting border, I feel. And it was like this during the pan, like prior and the other part. There's stages of the pandemic. Let's be real. There are, <laughs> there is the beginning of what truly happened. And every state, I think, has their own continuance, if you will, of how the pandemic has been going. And Minnesota's is an interesting story, I think, because people don't travel a lot in Minnesota. They travel a lot within Minnesota, but there aren't a lot of people who who leave the borders of. And I, that's my opinion of people. So this is anecdotal, but I that's how I feel because there are people who talk about having never left their their county or their city or just the state in general. I think it may have changed in 2020 for people getting stir crazy, but that's just my thought process because I think that's why it took such a long time for it to really hit us COVID. And and then when it hit, it did hit pretty hard because People travel a lot within this state, but they don't really leave the state. And now I it's sort of happening. Tra- don't they travel within? But don't they travel within the tri-state? I would say so, like the the Dakotas, maybe Iowa, Iowa Wisconsin, Wisconsin, coming in and out. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> so Wisconsin is worse off. My than assumption you. is correct because they're idiots. But my assumption is that you had people going into, like, coming in and out of. Minnesota from those states, mm-hmm. either going out and bringing it back in or coming in and bringing it out, etc. So, so it's just been an interesting, like, for instance, I feel like every single situation that's thrown my way, I kind of have a millisecond of weighing the possible outcome. And that's from I'm outside with my dog. Someone's coming by with their dog. Indigo knows that dog. They're going to want to play together. We're outside. Okay, I think it's okay for them to play. <laughs> and then allowing it. Um, versus like, so my friend is moving back from New York. And I'm very excited about this. And... They have land, like they're renting a place. It's wild that has eight acres and we're now going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like just two weeks ago, it was, we'll hang out. No big deal. Everyone is, you know, we've been really careful and we should be all, you know, we'll, we'll be outside. And, and then it was like, oh, now every, it's like every single day we have to reevaluate is the risk worth it? Where are we at? All of us seem to be doing well with how we meet people and, you know, so it's just, I don't know, for uh, for me, it's still stressful. I still haven't been back to any restaurants or anything like that personally, but I was never really that person anyway. I go out with you, but I'm a, I'm a cheap ass. Otherwise, I've been really good. Indigo and I, we're now, we decided that dog parks were okay. So now we're doing dog parks and everything again. I started streaming on Twitch to do something because I've been on it frequently enough watching other people that I started a, kind of having a community anyway. And I was like, well, if I'm going to play video well, what's games. What's your Twitch handle? Oh, Toto Kitty. 
I use that for everything. Is it like an ad or something? I don't know how Twitch works. Oh, no. So Twitch is streaming. So think of it like I mean, a I know live what channel. it is, but right. if I'm trying to find you, how do I find you? Right. So you go to twitch.totalkitty. Well, I mean, you could, but <laughs> best would be is twitch.tv slash totokitty. Or you can <laughs> just go to twitch.tv and then do a search for totokitty. That's how you'll find me. And I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've actually already built a really like kind of like small community, which has been really great. That's been helpful for the pandemic, I feel. It's playing games and talking with other people. And even if you don't play games, like I have people who just drop in and they're just like, hey, what's going on? It's been another way for me and even close friends who they just pop in just to talk with me. I've legitimately had people who I haven't talked to for like two years, even longer. Like I've had, there was some person that I hadn't talked to for five years. And he was like, I literally saw that you were streaming because he knows my handle because I use it for everything. And he dropped in and was like, hey, (laughs) I was like, what the hell, man? What's going on? Like, so it's been really, really good. So if you're listening to this, totally come in and say that you came from the podcast and we'll say, hey, what's up? So I started doing that. We're walking. It's been really hot outside. So that's been hard. Minnesota has been going through a hot spell, but we've still been enjoying it. I've been outside a lot. I'd say the weirdest thing for me is that I kind of enjoy quarantine because I hate people. Everything opening, the first week everything opened in Minnesota, I got harassed at the dog park. Some random dude, for no absolute reason, went off at me and started screaming slurs and obscenities at me for no reason. One of my friends who's Asian, racial slurs were put onto her while she was standing in line at a, a brewery waiting to pick up like some beer. And then that same week... Someone harassed me and my friend and our dogs and like almost physical violence happened. Like there was a fence between, but he like tried to, he kicked a ball at our dogs who were standing right there at the fence. And it's just been very. It's -hmm. just been kind of for me personally, the opening up of things when things are still happening. And I think there's the section of people who are concerned, the section of people who are tired of it, and then the section of people who have never been concerned and just want things to go back to the way that they want it to be. That's been hard to juggle. But otherwise, I feel like 2021 for me personally has been a stepping stone into possibilities and opportunities. And that's been helpful and good for me. So that's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love it. But how about yourself? You have had a lot of things. I you might think differently, but from my perspective, I feel like a lot has been going on for you and I love every second. Yeah, well, a lot has been going on. Um, not awesome, but some good things as well. And now probably good things. So, you know, we'll know. We'll see. I don't recall if I mentioned on when we were recording back in September of last year, if I mentioned that I was having some serious (laughs) racial (laughs) slash bias work problems at work, but I was, and they were, they had caused quite a large amount of self-reflection on moments of thoughts of self-harm and, and some of those things. And it hadn't been a great, well, as we all know, 20, 
2019 into 2020 has been and 2020 have been shitty for me for multiple reasons that don't include the pandemic but as a result of of that i've been very fortunate to because of the relationships that i've made been able to actually leave my shitty toxic work environment and go into a new place where i'm actually doing the work that i went to school for first communication strategy and um working for a very huge mega corporation probably not super excited about that 100 but hey they're gonna pay me and i'm getting paid way more money than i have ever imagined i could make so those are the good things that have happened as a result of it i'm back in therapy working through a lot of those issues that i that kind of flared up as a result of my situation at work previously everybody in my family is good fighting with people who won't get vaccinated basically my dad and grandma won't do that and that's a problem so i will not go home and it concerns me every day especially with this new variant because it's just like they wear masks and do all the other things but like anybody can bring something with them who has been vaccinated into the home and it could be potentially deadly and so they just don't really seem to want to do it so that's kind of irritating other than that you know I've tried to go out into the world a little bit, a little bit. This summer, I figured I'd take advantage of the warm weather because I think last year I didn't do that. And that was when I should have taken advantage of time because then things went to hell in the fall and in the winter, which I thought would have been better, but it was reverse. So, I mean, I've gone to, unlike Mallory, and I'm trying to get her to at least go to one open air cocktail place with me one time this year before Never. the snow flies <laughs> i was close and then this variant started and i was like fuck I'm never gonna see her <laughs> nope so <laughs> she's like i'm shutting down again and i'm just like oh great okay I'm a, so- the difference is because you live in a house <laughs> i live in an apartment so like living in these apartment complexes of people who like I feel like I would give it to somebody. I truly honestly feel like I'm going to give it to someone because I have like Joe Schmo next door who wears masks and cares. And then I have fucking Jane over here who refuses to wear a mask and refuses to get vaccinated. So I feel like I'm a cesspool and I don't want to give it to anybody. That's my concern. That is ridiculous because you live by yourself and you can literally just put yourself in a space. I live with people, one of which has really severe immunocompromised systems and is is a recovering cancer patient and survivor. So (laughs) there's a big difference. I told you we could have a romantic picnic. Have (laughs) no touch cocktails at a woman owned distillery and support a woman-owned business, you don't have to touch anything or talk to anybody and you can bring your own food. And she still is like, "Mm." so (laughs) I'm still going to try maybe August. (laughs) And I think she could probably bring her dog. (laughs) I digress. Other than that, it's been fine. Everyone in my home is vaccinated and my Minnesota home is vaccinated. We do our best. I still wear masks out in public. I don't fuck around with that bullshit. And I honestly, like, it's weird when you go out because you kind of feel a little bit of a peer pressure of like, is everybody wearing a mask? I'm not playing games. So that's where we are. But, you know. I I don't think you mentioned, did you, that you now have a different job? I do have a different job, yes. And it's, like I said, doing something that I'm I'm indebted to student loan companies for, for my life. 
So at least I'm able to use my degree slightly for things. rare as fuck. It's very interesting to have that happen. Doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a good place for me to be. Obviously, anything was better than where I was. So, you know, I'm just trying to shed all that baggage and... (laughs) And heal and move on into a more positive mindset and space. Can we give a shout out for therapy? Are you feeling it? We don't have our typical, we're not sharing a therapist anymore. So we're not, I don't know where she is. I hope she's not dead. It's so funny whenever I see something like, oh my God, I hope somebody died in COVID. You know what I mean? Like, did they die? I don't know where my tax person went. Did she die? (laughs) And then it's like, no, she just got Isn't a new job weird? on LinkedIn. Like, it is. It's, it's a weird strange. time to live in where you're like, someone disappears and your mm-hmm. thought is, was it COVID? Mm-hmm. It's a wild mm-hmm. time. It's. I have a black therapist now, which is fantastic. Have you felt the difference in that? I'm genuinely curious because it's not that Jan wasn't in tune, but. Oh, listen, I love Jan. Okay. And if I could have gone to Jan, I would have gone to Jan, but that just wasn't in the cards for the times. Like I said, I pray she's not dead. And I do like my current therapist. She's, if she's not slightly younger than me, we might be the same age. And like, I can, like, it's a weird thing where we, I can, cause it's all, all, it's all virtual. So we're, you know, doing this remotely through video and like I'll just look at her and she'll be like okay I get it that's been actually really nice and and not that I had to explain a lot of things with Jan but a lot of the things that we were talking about with Jan didn't have to do with blackness so to speak but the reasons are still there I think it's different being able to speak to somebody who deals with people who have the same situations and it seems to be a you know black women have a lot of the same issues with self-worth and issues relatively with family and those sorts of things that cause us to be a certain way. So it's, it's nice to, to have that little bit of a commonality, I would say something that you can, you don't have to feel like, and I didn't feel like this before, but I think it's probably because I was blind to it or not really thinking about it, but I don't have to explain or feel like I have to explain in the last year and a half. So to a lot of other people. I don't know if people really like understand, but we have kind of bounced back and forth about when we're going to come back for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. It is the thing that has made us come back and it is Netflix's reboot of the UK version of Sexy Beasts. I did and, not know this was a um, reboot. Sexy Beasts was a UK dating show that was only on for one season in 2014, I believe. And Netflix, you know, we're always late to the party in America. Like we're always stealing UK shit and rebooting it or whatever to fit our standards. Basically, it is a show where we're trying to delve deeper. Like beauty is only skin deep. Let's see if someone's personality is the thing that makes us get hard and wet for people. Let's make them wear weird prosthetics and barely cover up their skin tones and make sure though that everybody, you can still see physique. So everyone's very, so painfully thin with big boobs or a big butt or buff 
well, some of the, the men are having, you know, I mean, let's just say the lady criteria has still not changed. And let's see what happens. Let's, let's mix it up. Let's be different. That's Netflix. And then they made this show, Sexy Beasts, which is not so different. It's a pretty crappy dating show, if I must say <laughs> so. May I make the comparison? Because I think it was the second or third episode. Because there's only six episodes that I was thinking of. I think it's called Geek Up. That's what I was, I was thinking called. of that. But that was way more interesting than this. I found Geek Up to be way more interesting. I was going to say, I really think that they assumed that the prosthetics was going to be interesting enough. I think that they really leaned heavily on we put this much time and effort into special effects on this person physically to change it. But it didn't do anything because when they took it off, everybody was fucking hot. Yes, everyone is aesthetically pleasing. Although I'm just going to be honest, like I wasn't, I didn't find every, I found all the women to be beautiful and all the men to be meh sometimes. Like nobody was like a standout hottie to me. So I would say that they were, they were like, all of them were thin, all of them. Generic. Yeah, it was very generic, but like, you wouldn't see me on a show. I think I'm pretty, but like, I I think you're pretty. You were beautiful. But but us, you would not see our body types on there. They were thin, they were, you know, there was one person that I was like, wow, you're curvaceous, but they were very thin curvaceous. She's a black girl. Although I will say that this is probably one of the more diverse shows that I've ever seen for dating. I don't know if you concur with that. I feel like they, yeah, but they purposely did it. And not, I mean, again, I'm going to just say it's always funny because black women and Asian men are always like thrown out of the equation. None of them were the main person, right? You had white women or black men, one Asian woman, black women and Asian men were not the main people. Come I was on, shocked like, in general that I was like people coming out that I was like, oh, okay, wow, you're actually a person of color. Like I don't see that. In- I literally was trying to guess who was black throughout the whole show. I'm like, okay, is this Did you guess? black? Hmm. I guess some of them, right? The one I didn't guess was the beaver. I thought the beaver guy was a white, was white man from Jersey. Frat boy. I thought he was a white guy from Jersey. And I was very wrong. I still can't believe with the beaver dude. I don't know why there were two women who actually were legitimately into him because he was all about winning, into all about like, he, was, he was more into mm-hmm. himself than ever anybody else. And at the end, when he finally chose the person that he was choosing, and he was like, "Well, you deserve." Th-. He was like, "Here, let me take this off," and he took off his jacket. <laughs> because every single person has said it was fucking freezing outside. They must have done this. Mm-hmm. And like December or something. It was in November. There you go. All the women, of course, were wearing like these small dresses to impress, to mm-hmm. show like, here's how beautiful and gorgeous I am. So he took off his jacket and I thought he was giving it to her to be like, here you go. And instead so he I. threw it on the ground and was like, you deserve to see what you got and shows himself off. And yeah. even she was like, I thought he was going to show me, like, give me his jacket so that I could... I don't know, be warm, but I mm-hmm. guess that's who he is. So in my notes, I put James the Beaver is an asshole 
And then I put, he's never dated before. And then I put, ass first, personality second, t-shirt. And then I put, James is a superficial, self-absorbed bro, high-fiving after kissing, romance is dead. This show should be called, I hope you're hot. (laughs) So how do you feel with the love is blind and this show talking about how the fact that they actually in the trailer put like maybe love is blind because they were trying to do, but the difference Mm -hmm. between the two shows is one of them. They did not actually get to see anybody. And in this show, you didn't get to see their faces. Now everybody ended up being hot in this show, despite them trying to make them ugly, which I will say the people who looked uglier, like the, like they had one person look like a zombie, one person who looked like, you know, the mm-hmm. ones who were a little uglier, they did not get chosen at the end of the day. The first person who would leave, it would okay. be a personality conflict. But the second mm-hmm. time around, it usually meant that the prettier character that they were told that they were being really i didn't think about it in that i i saw that so like i didn't notice that it's just i didn't pay attention to that piece right that i was like oh of course the fawn over the ugly witch there was one i was really surprised at i think it was the dinosaur and the bird or whatever that because they had a really great date so i was like oh my god he's gonna pick he's obviously gonna pick the dinosaur duh and then when he didn't i was like why she was awesome and then she comes out i'm like holy shit she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and i knew that the bird was beautiful because you know it just was good makeup and it just she was cute anyway i didn't even think about the fact that because of their prosthetics that they might not have picked Mm -hmm. the uglier prosthetic interesting between the three people there was always one that they were like okay this person clearly is not working so it was usually between the two so that's why i kind of noticed it but i don't know between the two i also would say like even with love is blind i felt like i mean the, the biggest differences with the love is blind i felt they got deeper they got into deeper conversations I just really think it's time. It's like you have three speed dates and then you go on a regular, you know, then you go the next day, you get rid of one. And then the next day you go on a date and then that's it. Right. Right. It's not like we know that they go on an all expense paid, whatever to get to know each other. There's nothing else after it. It's just kind of like done. Let's skip ahead then. Let's talk about the panda. Oh my God. Thank God you picked the panda because the whole fucking episode, I was my jaw. Was you dropped can't see the whole face, but Mallory is like, ah. Every five seconds, I was like, is this happening in real life? And, and, and the dude yeah. uh, that she didn't choose the first time, he was like, awesome. Good luck, my men. Good luck. And he did. And she's like, I'm not excited about the fact that he's like, I'm glad that the person left. And he was like, dude, someone tells me that she's she a psychopath. She a- I'm out. I loved it. I was like, yes. They love the crazy. They think it's cute. Oh, she's so cuckoo. This bitch, he asked the question. So the guy who got kicked off, his name was Ethan. He said, well, how would your friends describe you? And she's like, you know, like funny, crazy, psychopathic, loony, like all these things. And he was like, and you could see his face. He was like, psychopathic. Well, you know. and then him responding saying, 
I didn't what? get the feeling that you were psychopathic. Like, I feel like you're not. And then her saying, well, you haven't mm-hmm. seen my search history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't seen my internet search history. And I'm like, what the fuck is in her search history? He was smart, even though he was still weird on his own. But he was at least smart enough to be like, no. So that was kind of nice. But you- I did like her panda face. Like, I thought it was super cute. And it actually suited her. Oh, and absolutely. I was honestly surprised of what she looked like after the fact. I was like, holy crap. I expected her to be dark haired for some reason. I knew she'd obviously be beautiful. But I, she really is very beautiful. So how do you feel? You are someone who are... You're very well acquainted with television shows like 90 Day Fiance and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So watching this, not to compare it to quality, did you truly feel like this was different in any way from any other dating show? I didn't feel like it changed anything. I just felt like it was, it felt to me like two early 2000s MTV dating shows, you know? Just superficial, shallow, young people being stupid and young. Weren't a lot of old people. There weren't any. They were all the under 25. The oldest person was, was the massage therapist lady who the guy said was 62 when she was 55 and she got mad. It was like, God, I hope they're not ugly. It always was. I hope they're not ugly. And the only person who didn't do that was the guy who was the scarecrow. Yes. Where they tried to show her the pic- show him the picture of her, and he said, "Nope." I was here so. for an emotional connection, and I thought he was boring as fuck when on their date. I was like, "He is such a dud." And then for that, I was like, "Mad respect." But also, I think that they showed him as a dud because she was so focused. She wanted a cowboy. So once he she found mm-hmm. out he was a cowboy, that's that was their entire conversation. When that's all you focus on is the physical aspect of things of being like, oh, you have a truck. Oh, you have cowboy boots. But he also didn't ask her any questions either. At some point, it was like, do, 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 do. So you have a fin on your head, you know. So he really wasn't all that engaging, right? He also looked like a baby. I was like, are you 12? He's 12. Yeah. Yeah. He looked young. That was the issue that I had with the show in general, was that every single person, they were like, oh, she's a model. Wait, there was a model slash former scientist. That was the witch. It's fine that you're (laughs) both. I'm just saying in general that I was like, it was very clear that I was like, all of you are hot fuckers. Did they go fast for you? Did watching all six episodes go fast? Because they were only a half hour. No, it didn't. They were 23 minutes. And I felt like I was like, is it an hour? Like, how long are we? Like, I can't sit up here. At a certain point, I was like, I can only watch four tonight. And I thought, I'll just watch the next two tomorrow because I don't, I just can't do it. And finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to push myself through these last two. It was, it felt like forever. It's the worst show. It is so boring. There's nothing exciting or engaging about this show at all. I absolutely did not like it, period. I like the the special effects makeup. That's it. Do you know who I liked? I liked Nicholas, Nick. He was the guy who cut the ice. He was the ice sculptor. <laughs> he wore a very sexy Irish type knitted sweater. He was carving everything and they told him immediately, we're not going to need you because they couldn't carve anything. And because the beaver was an asshole and knew he couldn't. So, oh my God, what a dick. But Nick was amazing. So he's very cute. And if he's single, I'm very interested. So if you so hear you this, found, Nick, uh, 
<laughs> you found a bonnie lad. Good for you. <laughs> one thing I will say is in the dolphin one, I was like, what the fuck is sex kung fu? That guy Mick that she picked that I thought you were talking about. I was like, what is happening here? He is very strange. I thought he was a serial killer. I'm not going to lie. He might be a psychopath. I truly felt that dude was playing a game. I felt like he was saying you know, a lot of bullshit, me. but he wasn't actually doing it. He reminded me, I was trying to figure out, like, who does he remind me of? Like, Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison in The Doors and or Austin Powers. Both. Him talking about the sexual kung fu and him, like, putting into it. But I'm not going to lie. When it got to the scene when she met both of them, Mick, I legitimately was like, oh, he's going to come a lot in this relationship and it's going to be her <laughs> fault when she doesn't come he's going to he's going to tell her you weren't in the moment and that's why you didn't come that's how I felt she's not really in, focused on the sex kung exactly. fu yeah I think that that's what he, mm -hmm. his, he's going to say I think that he's going to be like we're here and so we're sexual and we're doing whatever you didn't come well that's because you weren't in it like you should have been <laughs> So I felt bad for her at the end of that episode. Otherwise, I, I agree with you. It was very bland. There was nothing really new to be added to it, except that they spent a lot of money on making them look nothing like themselves. Sort of, right? Like, I mean, it was just a mask. It wasn't like they made them wear a full costume where you no. couldn't see their body either. If you give them a specific type of tin man look or witch or any of the mm -hmm. ugly type of stuff they are going to have a previous you know if you put a witch against a fucking fawn who are you gonna choose the fawn who and actually frankly, looks cute really and gorgeous she was very cute and she was fun though i will give her that oh, but yeah. i thought that he might have picked the witch at the end because they had a really good time on their date and she had let go and was having fun well what have you learned <laughs> I learned that I will never be on a dating show. Ever. Um, no. I'm too old and too now salt and peppery seasoned to be. And too voluptuous. I'm not tall and I'm not a model slash former scientist or anything. So, although they did have one little tiny person and she was a frog and she got kicked out in the first all because she admitted because she haven't dated for a couple years two two not a, two two whole years and i'm just thinking to myself i think i wrote it down i was like two years imagine 20 <laughs> well everyone was like who two, especially in the um, middle of a fucking pandemic let's be real it's been two years a lot of the women were very shallow as well but nine times out of ten all the dudes were very like grossly disgustingly misogynistic and shallow and vapid and disrespectful to women personally to me i guess you should just find a really awesome vibrator and one of those things that could clitoris suction and have a good time <laughs> by yourself or go with the man who can uh, hold his breath for four minutes I will say that the mouse was an asshole. Oh, the absolutely. first episode, the, the guy who was a mouse was like, 
really much a dick. And I was like, holy crap. Guys. If you were going to compare the two, which one is better? This one or – because there's a lot of the first date ones. There's that blind date. Do you remember blind date from like the 90s, early 2000s? The bus. I, I loved blind date. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you thought that one was Those much better? Yes. Most of the other dating shows have captured my attention. This show did not at all. See, if we were asked to do it for the show, perhaps – but we probably wouldn't be. So no, this is hard for me because you know how much, you know, the depths of my trash watching. I do. So for me to say that is really bad, really oh. bad. <laughs> the prosthetics were amazing. I thought they were really well done. And apparently I was reading an article about the show. I think they said they had to make like 184, 87 different masks because they weren't sure like who was going to get picked for what or whatever. And that's amazing to me. Like, holy crap. Like they did a really great job. And I could see why then they were just kind of like, oh, we'll just do some little glitter dust on your hands so no one can see where your race is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good catching up well, with you. Yes. And if you all want to watch this, God bless. Please let us know what you think. If you want to waste what is it i mean because they're 23 minutes but six episodes yeah if you want to waste your time on it do it read a book or masturbate or whatever i don't know something else we're bad at love because this is how we refuse to date (laughs) 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 oh (laughs) well welcome back tamu ass first personality second <laughs> you can find us on Z Twitter. You can find us on Z Instagram. Bad at Love Pod for Twitter. Bad at Love Podcast for the Instagram. Otherwise, uh, you'll see us again soon. We don't know when, so nana nana boo boo. We'll make it work. <laughs>